This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 76, recorded February 18th, 2007. Hello and welcome to Transformers Week in Review. It transforms into the mighty chicken. Though I think the question is not whether we want to see a Transformer that turns into a rubber ducky, but a rubber ducky that has a Transformer head on it. This wonderful donation to Alcoholics Anonymous was brought to you by the Transformers. This is Matrix Prime signing off. This is Beta saying goodnight and good luck. Hello and welcome to Transformers Week in Review. I am Jesse Slash Matrix Prime, and once again, I am joined by Spada. Hello. Hello. And Halfin. Oh, listen, that's wonderful. <laughs> Isn't that special? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on straight to the news. Story one: Transformers movie preview. Earlier this week, Paramount, along with Michael Bay and Hasbro, presented the attendees of Toy Fair with a sneak peek at the upcoming movie. Included in the preview were four scenes from the film. The first scene was an extended shot from the trailer of Blackout Attack in the U.S. Army base, followed by a scene where Sam Witwicky gets his first car, the 1970s Camaro version of Bumblebee. This was followed by a scene at Sam's house with Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, and Ironhide, and concluded with an extended desert scene with Scorponok. It should also be noted that those in attendance stated that the original Transformers sound, or the original transforming sound, was in fact used during the transformation sequences. Yay! Yay. <laughs> That'll change. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! I actually think it's gonna stay in there. It better fucking stay in there. What? I mean, we have two different sounds now. We have the one that was used in the cartoon, and then we have the one that's on the uh, movie website. Which sounds like a more realistic version of that that cartoon zone. I like them both. Yep. But you have a preference. I actually like the movie sound better. The one that's on the movie website better. It, Like Matrix says, it sounds more realistic. I just like it better. <laughs> Alright, so let's discuss these scenes here. Blackout attack in the U.S. Army base. We saw that in the trailer. but So, in other words, Blackout owns... <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should have prefaced this with a spoiler tag, but oh well, too um, late now. <laughs> uh, spoiler? Spoiler, spoiler! It was in the trailer, they knew what was coming. <sighs> yeah, especially when the one uh, the one random dude in the tower goes, Mother of God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we should have been invited to see this. Yes, we should have. Yes. <laughs> So we could either say good things about it now or say bad things about it? Yes. 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 <laughs> and then we could have at least confirmed which sound was used in the in the movie. Yes. Yes. And out of all of us, I'm, pr- I'm probably the closest to New York. I don't know where you are, Hoffman, but... Oh, I'm nowhere near it. <laughs> okay. It's about four or five hours away from where I live. Well, why so. didn't you fly up there? Um, I had to work. Oh, shit. You could have taken a day <laughs> off. Could have called in sick. Uh, I'm, I'm. Oh no, we have a New York office. What am I talking about? They always break shit. I could just go up there and do it. 
Well, it's a little late Next now. Year. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, gadget. <laughs> All right. So, getting back to these scenes here. Yes. Uh, in the uh, there was actually a few different reports. One was from E News International. Uh, TFW had a report. Uh, IGN had a report. Oh yeah, a uh, ton of people had reports. Did Toy you read Fair any of those? Yeah. All right, yeah. What, what were your thoughts on this first scene here? Um, I liked... It was very funny listening to the non-geek outlets. They had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> they called things the wrong... They're, they pretty much stated, Giant Robot Appears beats the shit out of the U.S. military. That is all. <laughs> I, I but, think... I think the IGN one uh, also had the uh, name wrong for uh, a blackout here. Yeah, the IGN had the name wrong for almost everything. (laughs) But they did give a good account of what happened. Yes. And it pretty much turns into blackout shows up, blackout transforms, blackout stomps around, and kills everybody. So pretty much what we saw in the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Well, I'm shocked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What, a Decepticon causing disruption? No. I was hoping to see, or at least a, a little bit more uh, talk about a Frenzy in that scene. Is he the pilot? Has that been confirmed? Or are okay. we just assuming he's the pilot because we see a robot? <sighs> I read well, it, I read one of the reports where it said it was Frenzy, but I don't know. The thing had blue eyes. Frenzy's got blue eyes, so why the hell not? Yeah, but if if we go back and look at the trailer... And that that one scene where we see that the robot or whatever that is inside Blackout, it does look quite a bit different from the frenzy uh, pictures Image we've seen. That we, yeah. So that could be his pre-Earth form. Possibly. Or Blackout just and has it, a little tiny robot that he can remote control so he can fake being Earth mode a little more. Well, that's true, because if you think about it, um, in the comics... And I think at one point when we see Prime for the first time, if you look up, you could kind of see someone in the cab. (laughs) I can't comment in the comics, sorry. Well, in the comics, they have holograms of people. Okay. But anyway, we'll find out (laughs) come July. Yes. Next scene. Yes, what about the second scene here with uh, Sam Witwicky getting his first car? Well, we know where Bernie Mac comes into play. (laughs) Yes, used car salesman. Car salesman? I can't believe it. I I completely forgot that he was in this film until you said that. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe also in the reports it was stated that uh, Bumblebee didn't speak. He uh, sort of spoke through the radio by selecting the music on the radio. Oh well. Okay. That's what we've heard before, Um, isn't it? Yeah, we've heard that before. We'll see how that turns out. I mean, it is a beat-up 1960s Camaro. Yep. I'd just, be surprised if the radio worked. <laughs> I'm just hoping that he does speak in the film once he gets upgraded to this, the newer oh, Camaro. Oh, I'm sure he will. I hope. I'm sure once Ratchet shows up, he'll Ratchet will just pop out a like a little machine or a little part somewhere and just fix him and be like, oh yeah, I can talk now. Woo-hoo. Please, Ratchet, please. <laughs> I don't want to see him just dance around playing his music and... Uh, well, that depends. Yes, Does style. he break dance? <laughs> if he breaks dance, I'm all right. No, he he just uh, he starts playing Devo and starts <laughs> just like twitching random parts of his body, shooting his gun randomly. Yeah, but that's a different story. Yeah. 
All right, third scene. Uh, we're at Sam Witwicky's house with Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, and Ironhide. And looking for something, and I forget what it was. Uh, I think Sam or Spike or whoever the hell he is has the AllSpark under his bed or something. It, they said it was some item that Sam had yeah. that they needed or something like that. I still don't like this whole art, uh, the whole art, art, the whole AllSpark thing. I, eh. I'm much happier it, with the name Matrix. At least it's not called the Energon Cube. Uh. Well, hopefully this just turns out to be something different than the Matrix, though. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, they're gonna need something for the sequel. Yeah. That's true. Now, did you also read in one of the uh, uh, Toy Fair reports about the, uh, what was it called? The Tech Line, I want to believe. I believe that's what it was called. Transformers Tech Line. Uh, oh, is that the uh, the gadgets that turn into weapons? Uh, no. They were like little gadgets that turned into robots. There, one was a PDA. This is separate from like the real gear robots. I guess they're like sort of know. similar, but they're like I a separate line. Reading that. But anyways, it was described according to a report on TFW that it was described that these were uh, uh, given life by the AllSpark. So I'm just wondering if that will come into play in the movie. We'll see little robots running around. Oh, okay. So this is where this is the spe- might be the speculation of oh we're seeing the Xbox come alive. Yes. Oh, we're seeing. Okay. Th- that actually be kind of cool. This sort of sounds like a vector segment to me. Hmm. Which I guess kind of plays into the Allspark notion. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not a bad idea. I mean, <laughs> but if Sam walks into his room all of a sudden and he sees just a bunch of little robots running around, I'd be a little freaked out. <laughs> well, that depends. Does he see the little robots after he's seen the big robots? Good question. Don't know. But uh, I know, I remember reading, I think it was in the IGN recount that Prime almost steps on Sam's dog, and as a retaliation, the dog pees yes. on Ironhide. Yes, I remember And that. he says something about lubricants. Yes. So we might get the line, leak in lubricants. <laughs> that would be great. Nice fan That rank. would be awesome. <laughs> All right, moving on to the last scene here, the extended desert scene with Scorponok. He's still... A shitty designed scorpion, and he's still <laughs> killing people. But according to the scene, he gets shot to fuck by the U.S. military and has to retreat. <laughs> well, well, apparently they, they the, didn't. They got to give the military something. They got to show them they can kill a giant robot. Well, you know, I mean, these are. I don't. I know the Transformers are all like really big robots and whatever. But I'm sorry if you're hit by a titanium-laced shell moving it God knows how fast, it's going to hurt. Or at least cause him to blow up. Or at least cause some damage. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Unless you're super invulnerable and can regenerate and super quickly, I don't... I think you're going to get hurt by the... by even human ordinance. Yep. But at least not not in the 2000 human ordinance. The year 2000. Yep. Back in the 80s, eh, you don't have to worry about yourself. <laughs> uh, so, have these uh, scenes make you, made you uh, more excited about the film? Less excited? Hoffman? Well, I just want to see it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Hoffman. Let me, okay, enough teasers. Let me see the damn thing. Well, July is coming up pretty quick, so 
Oh yeah, yeah it's right in, around um, the corner. Hey, we're almost yeah, to we're, March. Yeah, March, then April, then May, then my wedding. Christmas is only about nine more months away. Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right, moving on, story two. Moving on, Barrel Roll Blaster Revealed. When a computer listing for the big big rig blaster hit target stores a few months ago, it was followed by a listing of something called a barrel roll blaster. Tformers.com got an exclusive first look at just what this mystery product is, and it turns out to be an item similar to the big rig blaster. With one pull, the Starscream jet transforms around a person's hand into a double-barreled gun, capable of firing the included foam darts. For a demonstration of just how the transformation works, there's also a video on YouTube of the big rig blaster. We'll post the link. Yeah, the link's in the show notes. Now, the Big Rig Blaster, I love the look of the Big Rig <laughs> Blaster. The Barrel Roll Blaster, I don't think I'd pick up. Yeah. However, I did notice there is a place to store the uh, darts. Darts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was just about to say that. So I still want to know if there's a place on Prime. Um, I looked... From what the little video shows, it doesn't initially look like it, but I'm sure there is. There's got to be. But it's not stored internally. There's got to be. And what I want to know is, how do the darts fire? There's nothing to pump it up. Is it just spring-loaded? That's what I'm guessing. That's what it looks like every time I've looked at it. I mean, how do the Nerf guns work? Aren't those mostly spring-loaded? No, they're, uh, some of them, most of them are pump action. Hmm. Like a super soaker. Or at least they have one thing that you pull back. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. So maybe there's some kind of pullback mechanism we just haven't noticed. That could very well be it. The pullback mechanism might be the actual transformation itself. So you'll have to transform it each time you want to shoot a dart? I hope not. (laughs) No, you just have to move it halfway forward and back again. Ah, I see. Either that or the actual barrel, the orange tip barrel, looks like it could possibly move. So maybe that's it. Possibly. I don't know. I guess... Well, this one I'm definitely going to get a hold of, so I'll let everybody know once I figure it out. The big rig blaster? Yeah, I want the big (laughs) rig blaster. Oh, are are you kidding? The big rig blaster, the Optimus Prime voice change helmet, and that really stupid t-shirt that we got of Optimus Prime. <laughs> uh, thank you, I mean, uh, could... Metal Joe, for that. <laughs> yes, thank you. Out of all the other ones, all the other ones are great except that one, but I finally <laughs> found a use for it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, wear that shirt. With a blue pair of pants, with a blue pair of jeans, the Optimus Prime helmet, and the Big Rig Blaster. And post it on YouTube. <laughs> and look like a loser. Yeah! <laughs> hey, it's what everybody else is doing on YouTube. Hey, when you review the Big Rig Blaster, you better be dressing up. Oh, I'm going to. You better sit in front of the camera and demonstrate. I'm going to. <laughs> I, actually, I actually already have a plan, but I'm not going to spoil the entirety of the plan. Oh, come on. <laughs> nope, not going to say. Oh. You'll just have to wait. And I Damn. imagine you're doing it by yourself. Oh, no. I uh, Well, my fiancé is going to be involved. <laughs> much hilarity will ensue. Wow. <laughs> this isn't a Transformers sex scene, is it? Oh, God, no. <laughs> you're not going to be busting out the uh, voice-changing helmet, are you? <laughs> That's all we need. Jesus. We need the voice of Optimus Prime saying, oh, God. Oh, yes. God. 
I think we better move on to the next story. Might be a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> Alright, story Jeez. three. Hasbro merchandise coming to Stephen Barry's. Hasbro Marketing has announced that they have signed a leasing deal. A leasing deal? A licensing deal with the nationwide chain known as Stephen Barry's. The deal features 12 of, ha- ha- 12 of Hasbro's most popular properties, including Transformers, G.I. Joe, My Little Pony, Tonka, and Mr. Potato Head. The merchandise will include hats, hoodies, t-shirts, and outerwear, and will be hitting stores in the spring and fall. Um, I have never heard of Stephen Barry's. Really? No. What about you, Alvin? I, yeah, I think I've heard of them. Now, see, I, I hadn't heard of it until I went, until I was in college, and there was a, a st- this store was at the, the mall there, and that was the first time I'd ever seen the store. One of those stores do, do those stores don't exist on my side of the on the East Coast in Maryland. I've never seen one. I even asked some people that are very much into fashion, and they're like, "I've heard of it. I've never been to a store, but I've heard of it." Now, what's interesting about this store is that everything in the store is nine ninety nine or less. Everything. They have shirts. They have coats. They have. Uh, Jeans. They have shoes. Hmm. They have everything is nine ninety nine or less. So <laughs> they have full leather jackets. I can't wait for my full leather uh, Autobot symbol jacket. But for nine ninety nine. Yes. <laughs> so that'll be top quality there. Yeah. As soon as you sneeze, it'll fall off. Yeah. But I mean, we have hoodies, t-shirts, hats, nine ninety nine, Transformer stuff on it. Sounds like a deal. The only thing that could be better is if the Mr. Potato Head shirts had little Velcro pieces that you could make and change the way he looks. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but where would you store the extra pieces? Oh, they'd That's give you a pocket. I want to know. Oh, I thought maybe you were going to say you could shove them up your ass, but... Well, isn't that a nice way to go? <laughs> hey... What you hey, do this on potato 999, head. This 999 Mr. Potato Head comes with an interdimensional ass pocket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, just put it on Subspace your back. Subspace ass. Subspace ass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there I'm pretty sure there's a store locator on their website if you want to. Oh, I'm sure. Hop on I there just haven't I typed in Stephen Berry's into Google and got nothing. <laughs> well, they exist. I know from experience. I well, I bought a college shirt there once. That's nice of you. Shall we move on? Move on! Megatron Origin covers online. Earlier this week, IDW posted a full-color image of a variant cover for issue number one of the upcoming Megatron Origin storyline. This cover was followed by a pencil version of the or- of the original cover by, a seri- by series artist Alex Milne? Anyway, both images can be seen at IDW, du- IDW Art Du Jour section, and you can pick up the comics this May when it's released. I haven't been picking up the comics, but I really want to get a hold of this one. Yes, we can finally actually see just how big of badass he's supposed to be. Yeah. Now, you read the comics, don't you, Halvin? Yes, I do. And uh, you're really uh, excited for this one? Well, I'm not going to say exactly how excited <laughs> I am. Okay. <laughs> but there is some excitement there. Yes. All right. Now, the one thing of note, it looks like Megatron was a... Uh, starting out... He was some kind of construction vehicle, it looks like. Because if you notice, in the picture, he's got those red and black caution labels on parts of his body and on his forehead. I I did notice that, 
but I wasn't what I wasn't sure what to make of it. Because in uh, uh, what was the the prequel to the G1 series called? And it was the comic War Within. War Within. He was a tank, right? Well, it was stated in a couple of the fictions from or the uh, what was it? The More Than Meets the Eye books that he actually experimented on himself and upgraded himself from whatever his previous mode was into a tank hmm. or a weapon of mass destruction. This sounds like a Beast Wars Megatron to me. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, he's probably a lot more violent about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't need this. Rip! <laughs> but this comes out in May. May. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm not going to say anything. I, I'm not going to say I might pick it up. Because we know you won't. Exactly. <laughs> if I could just find a comic book store that's less than, oh, an hour away, I'd be happy to pick Ouch. it up. I actually have two in my area, and I'm just not interested. So. <laughs> like I told you, I was going to pick up the, the movie uh, comic adaptation, but they didn't have the first issue, so I said, ah, fuck it. I'll save the I just cash. I would I would really like it if they could come out with trade paperbacks quicker. Yeah. If they could come out with trades quickly, like maybe a month or two after the series is done, I'd be a much happy camper instead of a year after the series because we ju- I think the infiltration trade just got released. I think that's right. Now why does it take so long for that? I don't know. Do you know Hoffman? I think it's got a lot to do with just hoping that all the other old loose issues have been sold off the shelves. Okay. That's the only conclusion well, I can come to. The On one day, I went to two different comic book stores. It took me like three hours, but I did it, because they're on different <laughs> sides of town. You wasted how much but, gas? Uh, too much. <laughs> but uh, all of the one I went to, they had four issues but those were back issues that I already had. And the other place didn't have any Transformer issues at all. Everything was sold out completely. I think my so, I think my local comic stores intentionally hold some back just so that they can throw them in the, in the comic bins and charge you more for them. Oh. Uh, at least that's what I think. Oh, well, there's always a the chance that they're saving them for people they know will buy them. Yeah. It could be. Though I did manage to get a hold of the... I don't know if it was a general release or if it was the BotCon release only, but the origin issue of Beast Wars, where they showed Megatron as his... or they showed Primal in his Crumple Zone form, and they showed Rat Trap in his Ransack form. You know, those that issue. That was actually pretty good. If you say so. It was. And I do say so. <laughs> so fuck you. Alright! So that's the news. Yep, that was the news. That was the news. Alright, moving on to listener questions. Since we don't have a discussion topic. Or I don't want a discussion topic. I gotta get to play in my Xbox. (laughs) Anyways. Question priorities. (laughs) Yeah. Question one. This one comes from Scaleface. How old of a toy will you not consider taking out of the sealed packaging anymore? Will you open a G1 first year? Later G1? G2? Beast Wars? Etc. Toys are made for playing with. But if I had, but you're how old now? Twenty six. <laughs> um, that's kind of hard to answer because it all depends on what the figure is. Like, if it's one of those limited edition, gold plated from Japan figures, lucky draw. 
Lucky, yeah, the lucky draw figures, gold-plated, mint and sealed box. No way in hell am I opening that. Those things are worth massive amounts of cash. Yeah, but it's only worth something if you sell it. True. And you find someone who wants to buy it. Some schmuck, yeah. <laughs> there are plenty out there, I, I, I think. Hey, we've seen what prototypes have gone for. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... You know, I can't say I'd not open something. If it's in mint sealed box and I paid a chunk of change for it, then I might not open it, at least right away. I'd think about it. <laughs> How old of a toy? You'd sit on it, you'd let it sit on a table, you'd just stare at it for a while first, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, I'd put it on the shelf at least. I don't know, most G1 toys I probably wouldn't open up just because we know what they're going to be like. Yeah. What about G2? Yeah, I'll rip open a G2. There was how many yeah. repaints in that, so it doesn't really matter. And you guys, was it you, the... you guys just aren't a fan of the packaging, though. Not really. And see, I like no. collecting some figures and keeping them in the packaging, so... For me, it probably wouldn't be anything uh, prior to Armada, yeah. Armada is not worth keeping in the package. (laughs) No, I said everything prior to Armada I would keep in the packaging. Afterwards, or from there onwards, no. It depends on the figure. For me, it literally depends on the figure and how much it's worth. So you want to open a jet fire? No, I would keep a jet fire. If it was mint sealed box with all its parts, j- the I'd keep the jet fire in mint sealed all with I'd keep it in the box. Yeah, but even then and the figure can still yellow, so I'd keep it in the box out of direct sunlight and put a little post-it note on it that says retirement fund. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it can still uh, yellow uh, because of age. Well, that's just a well, that's just the paint. That's not just the paint, it's the the plastic degradation. Well, it depends on which version, because there were two versions of Jetfire released. There was one version that was complete die-cast. That was the first version. Then the second run of the figure was mostly plastic. Okay. Question two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to number two. This comes from Jake Man. We have seen, tra- we have seen Transformers if they... What? We have seen Transformers As if. if they were... Oh. He, he left that part out. <laughs> ah. We have seen Transformers as if they were in the Industrial Revolution. What other time era would you like to would you like them to explore? I think he's referring to um Hearts of Steel. Yep. Which was the worst ending <laughs> of a Transformers comic book I have ever seen. Yeah, that was pretty weak. All right, I'm going to spoil it for everybody. No, All the Decepticons no. are a train. I was going to read they it, damn drive, it. They drive <laughs> off a cliff. That's the ending. And the Autobots go back to sleep. So it was Back they, to the Future 3 style, huh? Yeah, they <laughs> drove off a cliff. <laughs> whoop de frickin do Couldn't they, um, I don't know, just get up and go, ow, and then keep walking? Mm, no. Personally, I would like to see them during the medieval times. I think that would be fantastic. There wasn't enough machinery, though, yeah. for that time. Yeah, 
That's true. Well, let's see. They've appeared in the Industrial Revolution. They appeared in World War One in the one comics, but we never actually got to see the robots because it, the art was too abstract. And we We've might be seen seeing uh, futuristic versions here in the upcoming cartoon, so... Yeah. Well, we've seen futuristic um, versions before, so... Yeah. yeah, but that was like 1980s-style futuristic. Oh, well. <laughs> Not to <laughs> be confused with 1960s futuristic. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd kind of like to see something from World War II. That's what that original Transformers G.I. Joe no, was. That's... It was supposed it was, to be World, it was War, World War II. I thought it was supposed to be World War no, I. No, it was World War II. It was? Okay. Oh, that's right, because they were because the Decepticon jets were Zeros. Were Japanese Zeros. Okay, yeah. And last time I checked, they didn't... The planes of World War One didn't quite look like that. No, they were still... Uh, they were... Biplanes, for the most they, part. They, yeah, they were biplanes. How about 1960s Space Race? Transformers. That wouldn't be bad. That could be interesting. Sorry, but that, honestly, that, that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just really want to see update, like what we're getting with the classics. Just and for the most part, the movie. Give me current vehicles that transform. I want to see in my time. I want to see now. You know, I want to see vehicles that are out now that I can relate to. That's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, well. <laughs> Costs money anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, last question. Yes. Alright, this one comes from Deboli. If the Transformer cassettes are getting the alternator treatment, will Soundwave or Blaster be coming out as a transporter truck? No. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, well, we've got, uh, we got Rumble and Ravage. And some people have said that there, there's a rumor going around that there's going to be a repaint of Ravage. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be made into Lockjaw, maybe. Um, Where'd you hear this Rumble. rumor? It was on, uh, it was on um, oh, T-Formers during the review. They were talking about it and they linked to it. It's been in some of the forums on the AllSpark and on TFW 2005. Okay. Just a rumor. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but given Hasbro's streak of repainting alternators, I wouldn't be surprised. But after this, is the line dead? I mean, have they said that the line's just dead? They said it'll be on hiatus. So yeah, it's going to be dead. Until probably after the movie. Yeah. And then they might bring some other stuff out. I mean, at this point, I have absolutely no interest in the line at all, so... No, I I want to get um, Rumble and Ravage, and then, I mean, I don't have any of them displayed. They're all packed away. Yeah, that's where all mine are. They were they were good figures, but they just got to the point where it was like, okay, enough's enough, guys. I mean, I mean go ahead. They're sorry. practically all the same. The transformations aren't that uh, much different from each other. No, they're not. And Mirage was a fantastic figure, but I'm get, I was getting really tired of the, okay, the back of the vehicle forms the legs, <laughs> and then you take the front. The only one that uh, broke that mold was Trax. 
And I, and I was kind of was... hoping we would see something besides just vehicles uh, before yeah. the line came to an end, but... But I thought, I could have sworn a while, about a year ago, they were talking about expanding the line into planes yep. and giving a higher price point they and were. helicopters. They were. I wonder if they ever had any prototypes. Well, it's this... only a matter of time. They'll show up on eBay. <laughs> if not prototypes, there's at least got to be some design sketches somewhere. Yeah. I don't know, I guess guess we'll just have to wait until yeah, after the movie. Um, I don't think we'll be getting a sound wave or a blaster. Yep. If we got a transport truck, it would be an Ultra Magnus. Though, did you see all those entries for the uh, Design Your Own Alternator contest? Yeah. There was a sound wave that looked pretty nice. Well, he was the Prime version. He was yes. the, using the Prime yep. mold, and that was, I think, the third winner, the third runner-up. Number one was a Trax repaint of Starscre- into Starscream, and the number one was a Prowl repaint into Kickback. Yep, that one was actually great. That one looked <laughs> fantastic. Yep. I still prefer... But other than that... Sorry. Go ahead. I still prefer my Insecticons yeah. as insects, though. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the problem you know, with the Alternators line, though. That's what we need in the Classics line. We need some Insecticons. They can make them basic level instead of Minicons. They were supposed to be yeah. small... Yeah. Hey, if it means more uh, Classics figures, I'm all for it. I really... I hope they continue the Classics line after the movie. Maybe give it a year or so, and then redo reboot the Classics line. But I doubt that's going to happen, because we'll have the movie, and that'll be at least two waves. And then we'll have... The new series. The Cyber, or Transformers Heroes, which... That's not looking... Based on just the little bit of info that, uh, or the l- one picture we saw, I'm not liking, but that doesn't mean anything. That's just a prelim. Right there, that looked like Transformers as Mega Man. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I'm hoping we're going to be seeing something from this line in the uh, upcoming BotCon. I would think so. I really would think so. I would hope it's I- not just all movie oriented, but. Well, I hope, I really hope in the, in BotCon that they show more movie figures. I really hope more, we huh? get to see <laughs> more primes oh. and Megatrons. Yes, oh, there's God. only going to be one for every size class. <laughs> but uh, we haven't seen a frenzy. We haven't seen Bone Crusher. Well, we saw the little we frenzy. Well, the little frenzy that's the engine of Barricade. Yep. Oh, someone uh, someone posted the direction. Someone got a hold of the figures on uh, off eBay, and he posted the directions and pictures, and the Brawl figure is actually a much more complicated transformation than I thought it was. And uh, I gotta give a shout-out to Cole on our forums. He got a hold of the movie Ratchet off eBay. So, Cole, if you can uh, supply us with some pictures, that'd be nice. Or give us an audio review of the figure. That all that would also be nice once you get a hold of it. And if you're willing to, you can mail it to one of the hosts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why aren't you buying these figures, Spada? I'm not flopping down <laughs> 89 bucks. Oh, come on. You can do it for at least one. You know, you have to make sacrifices for the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, come on, Spada. Um, no. <laughs> Alright, so that was all the listener questions. Anything else yeah. you guys got? Any Do we want to talk about the uh, Bay interview at all? Uh, we kind of missed our chance with that. 
Oh. <laughs> Though I do you, have to admit... You're supposed to bring say, that up during the movie preview talk. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> I do have... I want to I mention one thing about that interview. He said that for Ironhide's gun alone, it takes its 10,000 different parts needed to be rendered for his gun alone. That's fucking insane. That might be a little overkill just for a gun, isn't it? Good for us, but overkill, isn't it? Didn't he also say it was like 30 hours or something for uh, one one scene? Yeah. To render? But he also said that the guys at ILM are going absolutely batshit crazy because they really want to do this right. And he said that when he went to meet with some of the ILM guys and walk around, every single cube for one of the animators had Transformers in them. So... Well, that's good to know. That's good to know that at least the robots are going to be really cool. <laughs> I'm just hoping it doesn't look too CGI-y, if that makes any sense. Oh. Well, he he mentioned that. He said he wanted to keep it as real-looking as possible. And you know in the trailer where we see Bone Crusher plowing through the bus? Yep. That bus explosion and being snapped in half is actually a real live stunt. That was a real stuntman driving the bus. The only thing fake about it was the CGI robot plowing through it. Okay. So that is one thing I do admit about Michael Bay. He does all of the stunts in real person. He tries to do as least as little as little as he can in post. Just more proof that he loves explosions. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so anything else? Any new figures? Anything? Mm, Unless you want no to plug the figures. fact that Hasbro finally put Transformers Classics online. On its, yeah, its own page. Yeah, that, yeah. They, dr- they only missed that mark by how many months? When did yeah, Classics start f- coming out? November? All, all the figures. Yeah, but all the figures are out now. So, is this all we're getting, then, for classics? I mean, is this it? Or... Well, at least so far. We <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard anything. I mean, the movie figures are only, what, two, three months away? Uh, May? That was when the preview figures were supposed to be out. Middle of May, and then the very beginning of June is when... What is it, like, June 2nd is their hard street date or something? Yep. Well, if Classics is any indication, it'll come out a month early in many spots, and everyone else is going to have to sit and wait. Yeah. Alright, so is that it? Yeah, that's it. Alright, so we also have a uh, listener roundtable show coming up at the end of the month? Yes, we do. Yes. Either Yay. Friday the 23rd or Saturday the 24th. And how can Yay. people participate in that? Well, they can get on the forum and Say, hey, can I be a part of this? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a listener roundtable dedicated mini forum in the uh, TF Wire forum. So yes, visit it. Tell me I'm great. <laughs> yes. All right. So this is Matrix Prime, and I'm signing off for this week. This is Spada saying, "All hail Hoffman." <laughs> this is Hoffman saying, "Give me praise, and you live." <laughs> Good night, everybody. See ya.
Put your hands 